Have you ever gotten ice cream from the supermarket and you scoop it out, but it just doesn't have that ice cream parlor taste? Well, guess what? Did you know you can find real, unbelievably creamy ice cream at the grocery store? Yeah, that's right. Tillamook ice cream is made with more cream, so you get smooth, dreamy scoops each time. I'm not going to lie. The flavors are delicious. And in family-sized cartons, I love their vanilla bean. Vanilla bean, to me, is the way that you judge anyone's ice cream. And their rich vanilla ice cream made with real crushed vanilla bean seeds is delicious. Or their organ strawberry. Oh, I love it. Sweet strawberry ice cream with ripe organ strawberry pieces. So, so good. Plus, you got to check out their mudside flavor. It's smooth chocolate ice cream with a ribbon of rich fudge and chocolatey chips. Oh, it's so good. I got to go get some ice cream right now. Plus, you know you're in good hands with Tillamook brand. They make over 200 different dairy products and the brand is farmer owned and led by dairy experts. Boy, oh boy. I love them all, and you're going to love them too. Whether it's birthday cake, peaches and cream, mint chocolate chip, banana split, or cookies and cream, there is a flavor for you. Find Tillamook ice cream near you at Tillamook.com. That's T-I-L-L-A-M-O-O-K.com. Here's something that we've known since the dawn of bread. Everything is better sliced. Let me explain. Slice a pineapple, you get a blast of fresh fruit. Slice some jeans, get some jorts. That's why the new Captain Morgan Sliced went all in on four bold, deliciously sliced cocktail-style flavors, including pineapple daiquiri, strawberry margarita, mango mai tai, and passion fruit hurricane. Try the new Captain Morgan Sliced because sliced is better. Visit CaptainMorgan.com to find sliced near you. Does not contain real fruit or juice. Captain Morgan Sliced, premium flavored malt beverage with natural flavor and certified color. Captain Morgan and Co. Plainfield, Illinois. Please drink responsibly. 21 plus. Hey, everybody. Just wanted to give you a quick heads up here. There's something we should all be doing. It's going to improve your life, make every day a little bit better. And that is eat more Reese's peanut butter cups. Yes. Think about it. All the gurus, all the coaches out there, they've never said the words eat more Reese's. I mean, that combination of sweet chocolate and salty peanut butter. I mean, this is something that brings other people and ourselves joy. That's why there's two in a pack. Shop Reese's peanut butter cups now at a store near you found wherever candy is sold and often in my pantry because I love these. Rockabilly aliens, dating apps, and motherfucking gremlins. All this and more on today's How Did This Get Made mini episode. Hit the theme! I watched happiness, it didn't make me happy. I saw funny games, it wasn't very funny. But then I heard how did this get made, and they told me exactly how this got made. In the episode. Hello, people of Earth, and thank you, people of public speaking, for that amazing theme song. How are you? I'm Paul Shear, and this is where you come to find out the movie that we are watching next week. But that's not all. I'm going to help you in your life, and I'm going to give your questions, your omissions, your statements of fact about Shadow in the Clouds voice because we are going to the discord message board to read what you had to say about shadow in the clouds and we are going to decide once and for all how many gremlins were on that plane um but here's the deal people before we get into all of that i know that self-care and help is important so i'm here to help you in a little something i like to call the paul helpline hit the theme Thank you, Rob from Long Island. And I'm really calling 
the themes to be hit today. So thank you, Devin, for just dropping them in hot. Um, we didn't have any phone calls, so we decided to do something a little bit different. We went to the Discord to answer a couple of helpline questions. We've been neglecting all the questions on the uh, Discord for the helpline section. So I'm going to get into it right here. Sarah writes, I'm giving up dating apps because they are a dumpster fire that have never once gotten me closer to finding a relationship. I have in the past asked out or provided my number to real men that I meet in the wild only to be rejected, never contacted. Why would a man take my number if he isn't interested? What advice can you give me, tall John Shear, to make my approach more successful? Am I doing the wrong thing by being proactive? Are men lying when they publicly say they'd be thrilled for a woman to approach them for once? Sarah, you've come to the right place. I am a dating expert. Last date I went on with a person who wasn't my wife probably was 2003, 2004. I don't even think apps existed, which means that I am on the pulse here. I am on the pulse. Um, I do want to let Cody speak to this because I also believe that uh, Cody's going to have a better viewpoint on this than I. But um, here's what I'll say. The one question that I feel like I can answer is, why would a man take my number if he isn't interested? Because you have to, right? I'm not saying that you're doing anything wrong, but no one's going to not take your number, right? I think it's an awkward conversation. Like, hey, let me give you my number. No, 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 I don't want that. That would be weird. You have to say, oh, great, thanks so much. And then you never use it. Uh, I hear what you're saying. I love that you are proactive. I think that is great. I think it's great that you are off the apps. I can't speak to the apps. Um, you know, I, I really, truly, I mean, I have opinions. I don't know if any of them are valid at all. Um, you say, you know, what do I do to make my approach more successful? I don't know what your approach is. Um, am I being, you know, am I in the wrong by being proactive? I'm going to say no, but I will say, are you reading the situation correctly? And I don't think that men, well, depends on where you're at who you're talking to, I would hope that men wouldn't be turned off by a proactive woman. I have never been turned off by a proactive woman, but I will tell you that it may be that these guys are just, you know, they're just straight up jerks. They're straight up jerks. You're, you're picking the wrong guys and it's not because of what you're doing. It's because, uh, you may just be seeing one side of them and they're a multifaceted person who are actually secretly jerks. I don't know. Cody, enlighten me. I need to hear your advice because I, I all I can do is theorize. And right here, I have no information. How does Sarah do this effectively? Hi, Sarah. It's Cody Howd of the Skinade producer and your new close personal friend. So I'll answer this in two chunks. If you're not happy on the apps, get off them. Um, yes, they are annoying and weird and sometimes just a total bummer to be on. But the other side of that is I think it's very clear why people are there, where I think maybe sometimes in person and especially in the world we're living in, you know, it may be unclear if if someone's looking or if maybe someone is in a relationship or just not ready to date. It's harder. It's harder to know that in person. So I would never suggest to not 
just be forward and intentional, but you know, people might just be polite and not be in a space where an app, you know, okay, that person <laughs> is there to date. Um, and it's very clear and there's no questions around that. So that's where I just find it pretty straightforward and easy. But is your question of like, what what are men thinking? Why aren't they responding to you by being proactive in person? I don't know. I think men's brains are broken. Um, I can't speak for them. I also worry for them. But I would say maybe you just need to take a break from dating and get to know yourself and and find activities that you like to do that are safe and around other people. Um, I find when I do that, I get to know people and interact and have created relationships or friendships through that. And that that might be the way to go for you. I don't know, but I would suggest that maybe you take a break for a minute, reset. I hope that's helpful. <laughs> maybe it's not, but um, I wish you the best. All right. The amazing producer Cody coming in with, I think, a pretty solid opinion there. And uh, thank you. I appreciate that. I miss having Devin and Cody chime in. At one point, we'll be back in the world uh, and get a chance to have an open conversation. Arkham Player writes, okay, so I have a social dilemma. A friend of mine is turning 40 next week, and I have been invited to a family dinner at a restaurant to celebrate. The thing is that he's going through a divorce, and his ex-wife, or his current wife, ex-wife, will be there. And I bought him a gift, which I think will serve as a birthday present and a housewarming present, which may not go down well with an upset his wife should I give them to him at the dinner? Do I go to the dinner? Do I take the present with me? How do I handle this potentially awkward situation? Arkham player, this is something that I can handle. You get a card, and you write something nice in the card, and that's what you present at the dinner. And then later on, when you have a moment, you slip them the housewarming gift. I think that that is a respectful thing to do. I don't think it's duplicitous. I think it just, look, Everyone at the table knows they're going through a divorce, right? That That is on the table when you are around the table. But I don't think we need to call attention to it, right? It, maybe it seems like if they're having dinner together, they're doing a great job together. But again, why would we stoke that fire? You may have a great gift. You'll have a moment to give it to him. You can say, even as you leave the dinner, send a text and say, hey, I, I have something for you I want to give you. I just didn't think it was right to give it to you at dinner. Uh, I'll give it to you the next time I see you. Whatever the situation is, you can walk him out to his car. You can slip it to him there. There's many ways to get that gift there without doing it in a public uh, way. Um, do I go to the dinner? Yes, go to the dinner. Um, why would you not? Like the fact that his wife slash ex-wife is there speaks to their ability to continue and not make things awkward and their want to communicate that to you. So you don't be the weird one. Let them dictate how you act. And they need all the help they can get. Honestly, truly, uh, truly they do. So support your friend, support both of your friends and uh, get in there, have a great dinner and make it light and easy. Be the entertainment that doesn't put the attention to the divorce. That's what I would say. If anything, do that. Um, all right. I love these two Discord questions. We'll go back to the Discord uh, soon. And if you want, just get on that horn. Give me a call at 619-P-A-U-L-A-S-K. That's 619-728-5275. 619-728-5275. By the way, um, I love these songs that you all create for the show. They are absolutely fantastic. Rob from Long Island, you know, big time fan. Public speaking, 
killing it right out of the gate. Uh, so I would love to hear more songs. If you want to create a song for us, you can. Original listener songs are welcome. They can be sent to how did this get made at earwolf.com. Remember, brevity is key. 30 seconds, 15 seconds. We will take it and we'll be right back right after this. Today's podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. I love Squarespace. I'm in the middle of trying to balance my business life and my real life. This work-life balance, it's tough, but Squarespace has been helping me by giving me the tools to reach my goals and have time to celebrate. That's right. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online with the guided design system of Squarespace Blueprint. You can select from curated layouts to styling options, optimize for every device, get your website discovered fast with integrated optimized SEO tools, Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay. Plus, with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about. You choose your tone and enter what you need to get auto-generated perfect text. Anyway, I love Squarespace. I've been building sites with them from the beginning. And when I launched my book, I said I'm doing it all myself on Squarespace, and I'm very pleased with it. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com bonkers to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. I recently went to the Telluride Comedy Festival and I was sick and tired of staying in the same kind of cookie cutter places. And I went on Airbnb and I found a perfect spot for me and the family. We had an amazing time because we felt like home. Then I realized, wait a second, what if I could give that feeling to someone else? Yes, that's the best part. When you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. That's right. Many people host on Airbnb, but there are people who have never thought about it or didn't even realize that their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and you can make someone feel great and make a little bit of money too because we all need a little bit of money and maybe your talent or your gift to the world is having a killer place. So if you have a home, but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. When you're thinking of hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching. And you know what? Did you know that 70% of users don't even visit other leading job sites? If you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. LinkedIn knows that small businesses might not have the time or resources, so they're constantly finding ways to make the process easier. 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate in 24 hours, and they even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash valuable. That's linkedin.com slash valuable to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Now, while you're preparing for next week, it seems like we might have dropped the ball on some things from last week's episode. So we are turning the show over to you as I give your complaints voice and a little something we like to call corrections and omissions. If you got a correction or you got an omission you got permission to make your own decisions corrections and omissions Thank you, Brandon Abella 
Great theme. I love that theme. Now, we have culled through dozens of voicemails and hundreds of How Did This Get Made messages on our Discord to find the best observations, theories, fact checks, and useless research. And we are going to present them all right now to you here in one spot. Everything you've ever wanted to know, every question you ever had about Shadow in the Cloud, we are going to break it down. Let's go to the Discord. Cy Casey writes, so was there any actual need for Chloe Grace to put on a British accent? It's not like this is a flight that wouldn't accept an American. I mean, it's an international allied crew. Why why even try doing a fake accent? Great, great point. I mean, truly, yeah. Why? Does it make it more appealing internationally? Maybe I would say this. Maybe those gremlins, or as I think, gremlin, loves British babies. We all know British babies are the sweetest No matter where you go around the world, you will never have a baby sweeter than a British baby. It's just a fact. Ask any vampire. So maybe that was the reason behind it. Uh, GT75 writes, if the documents she was forging were from a British commander, it would make sense that she would have a position herself as a British officer. The weirder part was the mixed national air crew. While the Allied forces obviously coordinated with each other, There would have been liaison officers assigned at command level. The rank and file forces wouldn't really be mixed and certainly not within one aircraft. Thank you. I thought that was odd. And we already talked about it once. But yeah, it wasn't like (laughs) you're right. They have their own armies. They're fighting their they're together, but they're not like mixed up. It's not like uh a bunch of marbles in a sack and we're just like dropping them on the ground. Great point. I really do believe it was to create an energy for, but they didn't even really play into it. It wasn't like they all were these like misogynistic jerks ultimately. Um, Yeah. So odd, so odd. But you know what? I think that while they spent a lot of time making sure the airplane was correct, they did not make a lot of time uh, to spend researching how uh, the armed forces actually worked uh, during this period of time. Bella writes, one of the faceless misogynists in the film says something about how uh, the Woman's Army Corp is 99% lesbian as an insult. It certainly wasn't as high as 99, but there were probably more lesbians in the Woman's Army Corp than any other job in America in the 1940s. Alan Ben-Ruby makes an argument in his book, Coming Out Under Fire, that the army was where a lot of gay people met other gay people for the first time, and when people across the country learned that, they weren't the only one. It laid the groundwork for gay communities and increasing visibility for gay people. Wow. I love that. Bella, thank you. That's See, we're learning here. People, we're learning. I have nothing to say, but that is amazing. That book sounds great. Coming out under fire. Uh, Alan Ben Ruby. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, so I guess the question is, were people going into the army just to be seen and to have, you know, experiences with like-minded people? Not to say that they were there to hook up, I'm saying, but they were there just to be like, oh, this is a way that I can connect in this time. Like everyone will be in one little spot. That's really interesting. And I would imagine uh, also incredibly scary if people found those pods within the army, I would imagine. Anyway, I don't know. Back to the phones. Let's get into uh, the gremlin and UFO concerns. We're going to go to Caitlin calling to give us uh, some info on a very famous Looney Tunes gremlin cartoon. Caitlin, what do you got? Hi, this is Caitlin, longtime fan, first-time caller. I just wanted to call in about the word gremlin. Um, I learned about this word when I was a kid watching Bugs Bunny cartoons. There's a great Bugs Bunny from 1943 called Falling Hair about gremlins. 
scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. Also, it kind of, it demonstrates that this word was in high usage. I think it was part of common lexicon back in the 40s. And if you actually look it up on Google Ngram Viewer, which looks at the use of words in books over time, it was even like double the usage in the 1940s that it was even in 1984 when Gremlins the movie came out. So may not be common knowledge anymore, but these little creatures on planes was common knowledge back in the 40s. So I just thought you might be interested in that. And you can view the uh, Bugs Bunny video, Falling Hair, on YouTube. It's eight minutes long. It's well worth a watch. Bye. First of all, I did not know about this Engram viewer on Google. I love that you were able to look at the usage of the word in the 40s and the usage of the word when Gremlins was a national phenomenon. Um, I love this. This is great. Uh, I'm going to watch that Bugs Bunny cartoon. A lot of people commented like, well, why didn't you talk about the Twilight Zone episode with the guy on the wing of the plane? It's funny. I never viewed that creature to be a gremlin because it looked like a man to me that William Shatner saw. I was also in the Twilight Zone movie. Um, And of course, there's a Simpsons episode that is like that. Someone said, why didn't you comment on the Amazing Stories episode where the person was down in that bottom turret and he like kind of drew a wheel and then the plane got a wheel. I only didn't mention those things. I was familiar with those things, but I didn't mention them because to what end? To say, oh yeah, you know, wasn't there a... uh, a Twilight Zone episode with a gremlin? And then this is what would happen. Uh, Jason uh, or June would say, oh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Is that a gremlin? It might be. And then that would be the end of the conversation. So, yes, I understood that there were uh, things in this film that were like harking back to maybe some classic things from the Twilight Zone. But uh, it didn't feel to me like we needed to like bring it up only because, yeah, we understood that gremlins existed. We just were kind of bringing it up and trying to understand and unpack it from a point of view of how popular they were and really gets to the bottom of why these people didn't react. Cause that to me is my issue. Why didn't they react to these fucking gremlins? Anyway, thank you, Caitlin. Thank you for doing some good work there. Uh, and Justin, what do you got? Hey Paul, this is Justin. I just wanted to comment on the, um, gremlins on a plane movie. Uh, you guys mentioned how there was like all these military pilots and stuff like that who brought up the sightings of UFOs. Uh, my father was in Vietnam and like he said there was all kinds of wild shit on radar that would come up and vanish or fly in impossible ways or they even fired at stuff sometimes that would just back away from the missile and not get hit. So military people have all kinds of wild stories about like shit they saw and it's not even just the pilots. Um, I just wanted to comment that. Thanks. Great show. All right. This is great. We talked about this a little bit in the episode as well. Um, and we've seen it in New York Times. There are things out there, right? There is, I think we're slowly building. Am I being like super conspiracy theory right now? I think we're slowly building to the acceptance that there are aliens out there and we are just inching it through. We're just dribbing and drabbing it, seeing how people react, dropping some nuggets during COVID, making sure it was on the front page of the New York Times unidentified flying objects. Everyone's seen them. Are they out there? Now that's different than gremlins. Are you telling me that people have seen gremlins in the sky? Because if they saw gremlins in the sky, now we need to pull it back. UFOs, yes. Gremlins, no. Justin, thank you. All right, back to the Discord. Uh, Jonathan writes, did anyone correct Jason's gremlin count? I mean, there is one. She hit it, shot at it, because it's tail. She hit it, she hit it, shot at it 
cut its tail, and then saw it fall out of the plane and fly. Afterwards, it came back, and there she shot it in the chest and watched it fall out again. You can clearly see the bullet hole in its chest in their final fight. Thank you, Jonathan, because I I knew it was one. I knew it was one. I think, I think the issue was that the wings came out of nowhere, and then like, oh, is that a flying gremlin? Like, it it seemed to be like that gremlin got around a lot. So I don't know if we just were trained to believe that, you know, that these gremlins, we don't know much about them, but we now know that they're pretty much unkillable. And that to me is interesting. And again, a reason why we need a a character like a gremlins-esque character to explain to us what are the rules with gremlins. You can't kill them. You can't shoot at them. You can only... (laughs) punch off their jaw like Patrick Swayze and Roadhouse with a throat rip, but it's a jaw rip. And I got to say, Chloe Grace Moritz killing it in that fight scene. Uh, I was watching her recently in the Tom and Jerry movie. Uh, My kids were watching that and I Googled it. And for a day, again, back to my internet conspiracy theory, for a day, she was not listed as one of the stars in Tom and Jerry. And then... A couple days later, it was back. What's going on, internet? I'm on to you. Did I catch a Matrix moment? Am I in the Matrix? Why am I watching Tom and Jerry? I can't tell you. My kids have bad taste. Uh, Danny the Wall writes, Gremlins are indeed monsters. At least if you apply the theories of Noel Carroll, a philosopher of art and film who wrote a book uh, called The Taxonomy of Monsters and categorizes monsters into five types based on our psychological needs to experience horror through media. Basically, his idea is that we don't believe in monsters themselves, but we believe in the terror that they create by watching the characters' experiences. The gremlin in the movie matches uh, the clear category of fusion monster straddling both animal bat and human mechanical and biological order and chaos safety and accident it is this duality that represents its danger most physical in that the gremlin can rip the hydraulics out of a plane and it will certainly cause it to crash but there's also a psychological danger here for people in the 40s and 50s who are experiencing an increased imposition of technology in their lives the safety of these new machines was terribly important and weighed heavily on them imagine too if you were in a giant machine of war whose entire purpose was hurting others this worry and fear is better off displaced on a boogeyman manifesting a creature that you could easily identify by name or as Rodal Looney Tunes demonstrated that's Rodal and Looney Tunes demonstrated, you could make it cartoonish and mitigate its danger. Incidentally, the 1980s Gremlins movie added another of Carol's categories, the massification of monster or monster swarms. This was more in line with Dahl's version uh, in the sense that his Gremlins were small and numerous like an infestation, which is what made them so dangerous. So maybe what you're saying, and I love this research that you brought here, Danny the Wall, is that our connection with Gremlins is this, uh, you know, this infestation because we are familiar with Gremlins, the movie. So we assumed multiple Gremlins because that's how we saw them. But back in the day, just one Gremlin per aircraft. That's always there. Um, so I, I like that. I like that we're learning a little bit more about Gremlins. I feel like uh, Gremlins need a little bit of a rebirth. Well, I guess they did. This movie just came out and no one wanted it. So maybe I'm completely wrong. Anyway, so many great corrections and omissions this week, but there can only be one winner. And that winner is Jonathan. Yes, Jonathan, you are our winner. You, 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 you,
And that is The Theme by John Astonish. Here's why you won, Jonathan. Were you the most well-researched? No, you weren't. Did you have the most interesting information? No, you didn't. But you proved me right, and I'm an egocentric person, so I am going to take that and make you the winner. And as always, you get nothing, but you forever hold a place in my heart because you made me right. Uh, All right, people, we'll be right back after this commercial break. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. I was traveling with my kids. We stopped to get breakfast at Shake Shack. And my kids said, Mom said... We can have milkshakes. And I was so tired. It didn't make sense to me. But I was like, if June says the kids can have milkshakes, I'll get them milkshakes. I got them milkshakes. June's like, I never said that. And you know what? I felt ripped off. I felt ripped off by my own kids. And that's the feeling I don't ever like to have. I never like to get ripped off by anyone. And that's why Harry's started their company of Harry's Razors, because they saw customers getting ripped off by questionable products in the shaving industry, and they decided to do something better. That's right. They decided to do a razor that had a great price, high customer satisfaction, that had a no-risk trial, and they have other self-care products that meet the same quality standards as their razors, okay? I love the body wash, and they have deodorant that smells damn good. I gotta tell you, I love these razors. They are perfect, and now I am a paying subscriber. That's right. So do not settle for the status quo. Blaze your own trail with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3. That's right. Go to harrys.com slash bonkers. That's harrys.com slash bonkers for a $3 trial set. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. We've spent a lot of time hearing from you but no one has asked me about me. What am I into? Well, it is time for now, Paul's Pick of the Week. People! That was Bombay Beach Revival. I love that song. It's so good. And uh, my pick of the week is Power of the Dog. Um, I had no desire to see Power of the Dog. It looked to me like a real boring slog. Uh, Jane Campion, obviously an amazing filmmaker. I don't know why I was turned off. Maybe I was turned off about this press that uh, the... That, you know, oh, Benedict Cumberbatch gave himself uh, tobacco poisoning and he wouldn't talk to Kirsten Dunst. And I was like, oh, God, I don't need to see this fucking Oscar bait movie. But I turned it on and I fucking loved it. It is Cody Smith McPhee is amazing. I'm thinking about that movie. It, it's great. Jesse Plemons, amazing. Kirsten Dunst, amazing. Benedict Cumberbatch, fantastic. The movie is wonderful. Uh, I don't know why I was hesitant to watch 
a Jane Campion film, not like she, you know, is like shitting out bad ones. Uh, but I just didn't think it was going to connect with me. And it's, it's just absolutely beautiful. So different than what I expected from the poster. So go check that out. It's on Netflix. Uh, I'm also right now in the middle of the Brian Cox autobiography. Uh, Brian Cox, you know him as Logan Roy. Uh, you know him as Stryker from the X-Men films. You know him as the original Hannibal Lecter, not even spelled the same way in Michael Mann's uh, Manhunter, which I wonder if that was like a typo on the credit person's part because clearly Manhunter was based on the book. So the name was spelled right in the book. Anyway, um, it is called uh, Putting the Rabbit Back in the Hat or some version of that. And the book is fantastic. I know it's been getting a lot of... um, like play because he just shits on like Johnny Depp and Steven Seagal. But the book is so much more than that. It's just this wonderful tale of his life. This guy's been in 230 films. He's talking about acting. He's talking about his experiences. Great, great stories and a very tragic but well-told origin story. Uh, The book is great. If you're looking for some adaptation gossip, there is none. But if you're looking for some Steven Seagal stories, there are some. Uh, Really, really fun read. And we're actually going to have an interview with him coming up on Unspooled. So take a look out for that uh, as he picks his three favorite films. All right. So those are my two picks. Enjoy them. Get them under your skin. And now that we got Shadow in the Cloud out of the way, let's talk about next week's movie. We are going from Airborne Gremlins to Rocker Aliens. That's right. Next week, we are watching Voyage of the Rock Aliens. Okay, Voyage of the Rock Aliens. Um, Alien ABCD. That's true. Alien ABCD, played by Tom Nolan, and his band land in a guitar-shaped spaceship and give Beach Girl, Pia Zadora, the chance to sing. Yes, that's what it's come to. 2022, we are Bring in the heat. Uh, This film was given a 51% uh, audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. And uh, we couldn't find a review there. So we went over to Letterboxd, which, by the way, if you're not on Letterboxd, get on Letterboxd. It's a great way to keep track of your movies and check out your friends and what they're watching. I'm on Letterboxd. I love Letterboxd. Um, And Patrick Pryor rated this movie four stars and says, There are now two phases of my life. Before Rock Aliens and After Rock Aliens, B-R-A and A-R-A, and I will never be the same. Uh, Some of these songs are worse than New Wave Rockabilly. I'm too young to remember who P.S. Zora was, but why should we care? I love the nonstop music video assault. Voyage of the Rock Aliens beams down, good time, silly fun from the start to the finish. How can anyone hate a movie featuring Jermaine Jackson as a leader of some sort of future punk gang. Well, look, I'm in. Let's take a listen to the trailer. They are coming, traveling through time and space. Their leader is Absid. Their mission is for science. Their only vice. We used to sit around at night watching old time movie shows. Is music. You didn't know. We didn't know. We didn't know. We didn't know. What did you think? What did you think? We didn't think at all. Voyage. destination is the home of Dee Dee, the hottest ticket in town. Her boyfriend, Frankie, the hottest temper in town. And his band, The Pack, who are always cooking. But things are about to get hotter. You can watch Voyage of the Rock Aliens on Tubi or YouTube for free. That's right. Get this one for free. Or you can check your local public libraries, although they might 
be embarrassed that you're coming in there for that. So maybe get like a, a smart person book in there as well. And last but not least, we have our movie bitches back and they are breaking down Dear Evan Hansen this week in two minutes. Take a listen. Cheers! Welcome, Welcome to, movie, to bitches. movie Bitches! Today we're reviewing Dear Evan Hansen. I blame you. You should. I forced myself to watch this and regretted it. And then I thought I have to yell at this into the void about this with someone who better. Andrew, you have to watch this movie so we can yell into the void. I saw this show on Off-Broadway in LA and I hated it. It's not good writing and it's just all platitudes. I think I texted you and I said this movie should just be called Empty Platitudes. And repetition. Oh my God, the songs. There isn't another truck. Truck, 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 a truck. Wait, she kept saying There's truck. no more truck. Also, all of the no homo jokes was like so much. And that was in the show too. I mean, you think you're lovers. You realize that, right? Oh my God. In the play, that character, the friend, is straight. And yes. so all right. the no homo jokes are just no homo jokes. Are even worse. And then in, I don't know if it's worse, in this, He's like a self-hating no homo. They're like, we'll just make yeah. him a, we'll make him a homosexual so his no homo jokes aren't offensive. And I was like, I don't think that's how that works, guys. Uh, pretty sure that doesn't just put a bandaid on that issue. But not because they're gay. But I guess you didn't sure. want to rewrite it and update this for 2021. Okay, like nitpick. Who writes an email to someone's full name that they know? that they're friends with. Dear Evan Hansen. That's what we're working with. Like the title of the musical slash movie is wrong. Doesn't make sense. Right, let me address this to your full name, friend. It's just so bizarre. Cause it's all just surface level. There's no depth, there's no character building, there's no humanity to it's, it. It's, it's bafflingly just... shallow. The entire show is bafflingly shallow. Um, wow. I, I missed that one. I saw it on Broadway and uh, I still hold uh, that my original opinion of it is true. I love the music in it. There's some great songs, but uh, truly uh, it is an episode of Curb. It is Teenage Curb, the musical. Uh, prove me wrong. Uh, people, it's been fantastic to be here talking to you. I can't wait to watch Voyage of the Rock Aliens with you. If you like the show, please rate it and review it. Remember, every Monday is a matinee Monday. We release an old episode from the vault. Geostorm just went up. And you can watch a little video intro to each one of those on my YouTube page. Just go to youtube.com uh, slash uh, Paul Shear. And if you like watching things online, Rob Hubel and I host a show, a comedy show, every Thursday. Nick Offerman was on the show. Aubrey Plaza, Jessica St. Clair, uh, Adam Scott, uh, so many great people, uh, Jack McBrayer, Seth Rogen, uh, Jason Manzoukas uh, have all popped up. It's so much fun every week. It's live, it's free, and it's loose. Um, so check that out at twitch.tv slash friendzone or just watch the recaps on my YouTube page. And if you like the show, please rate and review it, like I said, but also follow us on social media. And if you want to hear all these episodes commercial free, you can do that by signing up for Stitcher Premium for a one month free trial. Use the code bonkers as B-O-N-K-E-R-S. Thank you, everyone. And we'll see you next week for The Voyage of the Rock Aliens, which you will find for free on YouTube. And a big thank you to our super producer, Cody Fisher, our sound engineer, Devin Bryant, our producer, Molly Reynolds, uh, and of course, everyone who makes this show run, which is like July Diaz, and everyone at Earwolf. We will see you next week. Can't wait to rock out in space with all of you.
Just in and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.